Hi, ladies. Welcome to our podcast, The Millennial Girl Way, the podcast that highlights real millennial women doing the damn thing by turning their dreams into reality. Today, we are interviewing girl boss Donnie Brown, the founder and owner of Pivot Cosmetics, a CBD cosmetics line created to promote self-care within women of color. Along with running her very own cosmetics line, Donnie works to empower other girl bosses. She has helped countless business owners transform their marketing strategies and increase their digital reach by offering consulting services and workshops. Donnie's commitment to helping other entrepreneurs reach their fullest potential, all while making her own ways within the beauty and cosmetics industry, is certainly inspiring, and we can't wait to hear how she does it all. So Donnie, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started with helping other entrepreneurs build their own businesses? And thank you for coming on. (laughs) Yes, thank you. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm so happy to be on this podcast. Uh, Okay, so about me, I I always like don't know where to start when people ask me that. I've, I've done a lot of things over the years. I was primarily known as an influencer for a very long time. And um, I worked really, really hard on trying to grow my following and trying to be you know, what would be considered a good influencer. And I realized one day, I was like, you know what, this is cute, but I'm a black influencer. And so it's hard (laughs) for me. (laughs) No, seriously, it's hard. Uh, Especially this was like years ago, like, um, like four years ago. So I'm like, at this point, this is not going the way I want it to. And at that time, it was really hard for influencers of color to get paid what they wanted to get paid. And Mm -hmm. so yeah, and I was like, okay, I have all these followers. Why am I not giving them a place to put their money? You know, they can yeah. be supporting me, um, and I don't have to sit here and wait and beg for these brands to pay me, you know. And it would just be insulting after a while, the kind of deals I would be offered. Um, it's still pretty insulting, honestly. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> um, but, yeah, so that's when I was like, okay, I need a product. And I started off with a, um, a brand called Solex Cosmetics. And I originally launched it in, I launched it in 2017 and it did terribly. Um, like nobody oh bought God. anything. <laughs> yeah. Like no one bought anything. And um, I was like, okay, that's, that's not good at all. So I went back to the drawing board and revamped it. And then I relaunched it again in 2018. And that time, um, like a handful of people bought something the day I launched. And I was like, okay, we're, we're off to a better start. This is good. <laughs> um, <laughs> but then I quickly realized that it was a lot harder than I thought. Like, just con- that, like there's an art to consistently getting sales. And mm-hmm. I just had no idea how to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I had, to, I had to take that year from 2018 to 2019 to, like, really just learn and grow as an entrepreneur because, um, you know, over the years, outside of being an influencer, I had done a lot of service-based business, like helping other people grow their social media, but I had no idea how to sell products, and that just became really clear really fast, and so I learned a lot, and I was like, okay, I can either salvage this brand and revamp it one more time, or I could just start fresh and just start something new, and I was like, let me just start something new because I'm tired of Solex, so, yeah. <laughs> so I yeah, it was getting old. So I just started my new brand, which is the brand I have now, which is Pivot Cosmetics. And I think that because I put so much love and um, thoughtfulness into the brand, and I really have been adamant about making sure everything was done um, very well, not not necessarily saying it's the best brand in the world, 
Mm-hmm. Um, not right, not yet. But <laughs> I've done a lot to make sure that I have cultivated an audience that really cares about what we're doing, and they see the thought behind the brand, and they value what we're putting out, and they support us hard and heavy. And so, from me doing that, I've been able to see some amazing results very fast, and. I'm just happy like that I finally have been able to make something that is flourishing. Um, And then I also help other women now by teaching them the strategies and the stuff that I've learned from my own mistakes. So, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. That was a long explanation. No, that that was perfect. It it really was. I like how it was completely candid, you know, Mm -hmm. just like, boom. Okay. I have had experiences in the past, you know, rolling out my own entrepreneurial uh, ventures and you know I ran into issues where it wasn't going over the way that I would like and I think that's very real and that's um, something that a lot of people also experience you know we've all had ideas that we rolled out and it's like oh my gosh like this is not working out the way I had I had the best of it right <laughs> I had these big ideas but none of it really you know popped off the way I wanted so in those experiences what do you think you learned most from the failing? Oh, man. Um, I've honestly learned countless things because when you run a product-based business, because of the level of effort that it takes, you not only learn about how to do business, but you learn a lot about yourself as well in the process. And so um, I've learned a lot of about, you know, one, just understanding that sales is more than just asking people to buy things like it there's so many layers to it and we as humans we buy things that we feel like um, helps us push the messaging forward of who we think we are so everything goes back to our identity the things that we buy to you know furnish our homes the things we buy to put on our body um, the things we use to um, do our makeup and hair et cetera et cetera even the cars we buy so Um, I had to realize, like, it's not about me convincing people that my product is so great. Mm -hmm. It's more so convincing people that it'll actually help them accomplish what it is that they're trying to accomplish or what it is that they want people to perceive them as. And so, um, and then along with that, just understanding how to cater to people based on where they're at. Um, I think that one thing that's really important is you understand the mental state that your customer is already in before they come to you, but then you also understand where they're at on the journey of deciding to buy from you. So, like, one thing I know for a fact is that women of color in all areas of our lives, we've already been looked over, over and over and over again. We're always looked over. We're always seen as, like, less than on the totem pole of people. Like, I've I think we're, I mean, I think there was a quote about it, like we're the least valued humans Mm -hmm. on the planet. And that's so disappointing and upsetting. And so with our brand, we try our best to make sure that this is a safe space for women of color and that we feel um, super valued and super important and all of our needs are put above others. And so that alone already gets, you know, it catches their attention. But then as they're deciding to buy from us, I do things to ensure that they know and they understand that I know exactly what it is that is like, you know, on their mind at the moment. So if you're like, Oh, I'm not sure this product is going to work for me. 
I'm making sure that I'm showing up, showing you those reviews or showing you results that someone else has had or just showing you that we care about the ingredients that we put in our products and stuff like that. So it's really important, too, to me to have that in-store experience online. So I'm always trying to figure out ways to up-level um, the experience that anyone is having with us so that we can all, um, like, so that all my customers are just super satisfied and want to come back, you know? Yeah. But yeah, so those are like some of the main things I would say. <laughs> first of all, sometimes it takes you not really getting to where you want it in the first place, you know, the first time around to really learn and understand how to pivot and, mm-hmm. you know, make it something much more than you initially thought, you know, so hats off. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you. No, yeah. And I see that a lot, I would say with, um, you know, because I've just seen a lot of people when you're, when you're struggling, you're trying to make your business work and you're trying to figure out how to get to that next stage. You look at people that are at the stage you want to be at and you think they're so inspiring and you think, Oh my gosh, I need to do whatever they did. But a lot of times what I've found is that like at least 50% of the people that have done well, you know, with their brand, a lot of them, it just happened. Like it was sort of a fluke or it was sort of like one of those things where somebody shouted them out or, you know, it just happened to work out in their favor. And there was not really any step-by-step strategy that they could like regurgitate to you for you to follow. It was just, you know, it just happened. And so I was just very adamant about making sure that I came up with real strategies that made sense and that worked because I, I love to share information and I love to be able to and two I lo- I want to be able to replicate it so if I want to start another brand later on mm-hmm. it's like I don't even know what I did the first time if I can't <laughs> you know if I can't pinpoint what the thing is so I think that's was super important for me to be able to share with people like you know yes I have x amount of followers or whatever but right. I really put strategy into this and this is something you can do too like I really want to let people know that it's possible Right. And what, because I think, you know, even starting your new business and knowing, okay, I need to pivot and I need to come up with um, something new. How do you go about finding something that will um, suit people's needs? What does that that process look Mm. like for you? Yeah. So one thing that I always try to tell people um, is when you're starting a product business, people always tell you to find a need that's not being filled and fill it. But I think they look and they start trying to think of like, oh, I need to invent something that's not there. And that's not the case. You just need to find a void. And a void can be really small. It can be that you're taking a product that actually already exists, which is what I did with Pivot. Mm -hmm. And you bring it to um, a new audience or you customize that thing that already exists to fit a need, um, you know, of a specific person or whatever. So it doesn't have to be you creating something brand new. You just need to position it differently or um, just bring it to somebody else that hasn't necessarily been catered to the way that they like to be catered to. Cause like right. for us, I know like honey pot, there are plenty of products on the market just like Honeypot and the products that they create, but because it's made by a black woman and because she is catering to the things that I care about and she's talking to me that uh, the way that I like to be talked to and her marketing and all and the visuals and all of that, I want to support that. And I want to buy that versus 
all the other brands, you know? Um, And so I think that it's really important that people see it that way because then you'll actually be able to find good ideas, just like the beauty refrigerator um, or whatever they call it. That's just a mini fridge. Like people have been using those for years, you know, (laughs) but you suddenly call it a beauty fridge and then now everybody has to have one. So you just like literally need to put a spin on something. It doesn't need to be you inventing something new. Just find ways to um, cater to somebody in a way that they want to be catered to, but just like you pick something that already exists so you don't have to try so hard to figure something out. (laughs) Right. Exactly. I like that you went into, you know, bringing your own, your really is your own life experience into the market, you know, because like you're saying, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. You don't have to think of something completely new. Um, It's just about catering to your market and also putting your own little spin on it to make people invest in you. Um, and so in saying that, who is your ultimate customer? I mean, we know that it's a woman of color, but how have you really been able to kind of build that valuable relationship with them? I think that, you know, for new entrepreneurs, we see all of these, you know, grand marketing schemes going on on Instagram and things like that. And it could be a little bit hard for, um, you know, newcomers to compete because that takes a lot of resources that takes a lot of investment whether it's monetarily or time or just you know making the right connections with people so how have you really been able to cultivate that relationship with your customer yes I love that question Uh, that's honestly something I get a lot because one of the myths I want people to um, stop believing is that women of color is a target audience because uh, <laughs> it's not. Um, that's just something we say in when we're describing our businesses and describing who we're catering to. Because I don't have time to say a full uh, essay of like who my target customer is. You know, when I'm just right. talking to people. But I do love that you asked that question because people need to understand that it's your your target audience really isn't that vague. Um, Right. For me, it's one thing I had to do was decide, number one, am I catering to someone that's like me or am I catering to somebody completely different? And so when I made that distinction and I said, okay, I'm not quite my target audience, then I could actually step outside of myself and stop worrying about what I like and then actually make decisions based on my customer. So, um, of course, that came with narrowing down, like you, like you mentioned. So, I figured out my customer based on um, a few factors. Like one, I went with who I felt would like our products best. Like what, cause I had a vision ahead of time of what I was trying to create. And so I was trying to create this um, kind of a holistic type of brand, um, but also just something that was a little different from what I had seen so far. Like I had seen other CBD brands created by women of color or other CBD brands that do beauty products, but no one was quite catering to the girl that I was trying to cater to. So I knew right away, I was like, this is somebody that's just really conscious about what they buy, um, who they're buying from, what they're putting into their bodies. Um, but they also are very adamant about bettering themselves. And so on some level, it's like, yes, that is me. I love to better myself. I do care about, you know, some of the stuff that I put in my body and all that stuff, but I didn't 
take it as far as they did. Because <laughs> um, on the same hand, I like, you know, I like luxury. I like things that are like, oh, going on vacation. Like stuff like that appeals more to me or wearing like a fabulous outfit. You know, that kind of stuff appeals more to me. But my target customer more so cares about, you know, she would rather buy from a brand that's like, um, using better materials. And I nece- I don't necessarily look at those things, you know, when I'm buying clothes. Um, right. Even like where she shops, she shops at Target and Whole Foods and Trader Joe's. And like, she's just really um, thoughtful about everything in her life. And she cultivates a space that is, you know, um, that pleases her. And she doesn't make, she makes decisions based off of what she wants to see her life be like she's not one that's like a people pleaser necessarily um you know she's just one of those type of girls is like really um forward thinking and she challenges people the people around her and the people in her life but she also values the relationship she has and you know I just had to really think deep and hard about who I was catering to so then when I did that and I really got into the mind of her and like the TV shows she watches and the music she listens to and all of that stuff, then I knew immediately when it came to decide, like when the time came to actually decide, okay, what products are we going to do? What, um, what are we going to make the photo shoot look like and stuff like that? It was so easy because I already knew what she liked, you know? And mm-hmm. it's the same thing when you're dating somebody, like, it might take you a minute, but once you're in like month six, <laughs> seven, eight, a year, two years, Oh, you know that person. Like you can go mm-hmm. somewhere and order food for them, and you, they don't have to be there or tell you what they want. You know. <laughs> that's true. So that's really, yeah, that's really what I um, was trying to do. I was trying to get so specific to the point where I didn't have to think hard about every little decision because I already knew what she wanted, and then it just became easy at that point to do everything. Right. I, you know what? That's honestly a marketing gem because I remember from back when Shay and I first started Millennial Girls and running ads, our criteria, our audience would be like, okay, Black women within this age range. And that would be it. Mm-hmm. And yep. Instagram tells you, okay, your reach can be 1 million people. Really, we weren't creating the audience that we knew would like our content and would be willing to tune into us. And I think over the years we realized that, okay, we have to start narrowing down. Like you said, what type of TV shows do they like to, to watch? You know, uh, mm-hmm. what type of music are they into? Like, you know, it's more about understanding the desires of your audience and then you can find them and really right. them. that makes a difference. That's definitely. A, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> No, yeah, for sure. And I think that I think the ads thing is like one of my biggest points always, because I don't teach ads, but that's Mm -hmm. always like going to be a huge factor in whether or not they're effective. If you're going to start paying to promote stuff, you Mm -hmm. really need to know your customer. Like it's, it's just going to be a waste of money if you don't. So I I love that you brought that up. Um, So, um, when you first launched Pivot, you know, because we like to talk about the the happy time. When did you really know that it, <laughs> that it was like a thing that people were really, really getting behind it? How was your lunch? Like, what was that all like? I love to hear that. <laughs> yeah. So um, launching is always scary. It don't matter what you launch, yes, when you launch it, it how Butterflies. long you've been launching, <laughs> it is scary. <laughs> mm-hmm. So um, one thing about it was, 
um, which I didn't disclose this as much as I do lately, but back then I didn't tell people, like, I had lost my job back in November because my company, the company that I was with, they didn't have enough money to pay me anymore. So um, I was, like, running through my money at that point, trying to make sure, okay, we can finish everything for launch, because I had planned to launch the brand around February, mm-hmm. but I didn't end up being able to because Corona. So before it hit the U.S. heavy, it was hitting where my suppliers were. And um, even the people that were that supplied our bottles, like that was the one thing holding us up. The, the suppliers that, um, that did our bottles here in the U.S., I come to find out they're getting their stuff from overseas, too. So I was like really just screwed all around. Um, and then I was nervous because I'm like, oh, God, because some people really didn't want anything that came from over there at the moment they were like if you get your stuff from over there I don't want to buy from you so <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like oh my god so even if we get it late are they gonna buy um right. so we still ended up having to push the date back regardless because we just couldn't get anything at that point mm-hmm. um but that really that moment alone when we decided to push the the date back and I had to make that announcement that was very nerve wracking for me because I didn't know if people were going to um, be upset or if they were going to even care. Cause I was like, I could post this and no one could care at all. They could be like, whatever. And yeah. like, we didn't care. <laughs> we weren't going to buy. <laughs> but um, when I posted that, it really showed me how much support we we had at the moment because everyone was like, it's totally fine. We will still be ready to buy when you have something available. And that was a big deal. And then uh, I remember right before we launched, because uh, we had to keep pushing it back, keep pushing it back. And then I was like, you know what? Because what happened was we were finally ready to launch, but then the lockdown started mm-hmm. right when we were about yeah. to announce our new launch date. And I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> and I know, seriously, because people were starting to come to me because outside of that, I sell digital products. Um through my personal brand. And so people were starting to come to me and they were like, Oh my gosh, I want to buy this so bad. Will you still have it available later? Cause I just lost my job this week. And I was like, Oh my God, people are already losing their jobs. So I was like, Oh my gosh. So I sat there and I was like, okay, let's just wait and observe everyone's buying behaviors for a couple weeks. And I was like, you know, I didn't know what to think at all, but luckily our target customer they were still employed um, and they were still buying. They were still living the lives that they had always lived. And so based off of that, I was like, okay, we're still going to launch. And uh, we asked everyone, like, is there anything else you would like to buy from us? Like, is there, and cause we had a few options on the table of other products we had been playing around with. Mm-hmm. And um, one of them was sheet mask and everybody, like literally almost every single person that commented, said they wanted sheet masks and so we were like okay we'll add, we'll add it into our inventory and then when we launched we did amazing so like the first 24 hours alone we did um over 500 dollars in sales um and so that was really good to me like personally i just think it was really good because no, one <laughs> i yeah i just <laughs> Because if you've ever sold products, that's just totally different from anything else. And it's hard to make $500 in sales um, Mm -hmm. when it comes to products. And I hadn't really been promoting it that hard on my personal accounts. 
Uh, one, because I, like I said, I teach people this stuff. So I wanted to be able to really test it in a way that was authentic to what they would be dealing with if they were to launch. Yeah, so, right. yeah, so I didn't want to promote it too heavy on my personal accounts. And I really wanted to focus on like, okay, this is what it, the, the actual um, response will be from the audience that we already have. Also too, the Pivot's target audience is not Donnie's target audience. So my people, most of them didn't even care about the products anyway. So <laughs> even the times I would mention it, I'd get a couple people going to follow or whatever, but they didn't care. Um, so when we launched literally like that was just so surprising to me at how many people were ready to buy and they were so excited. Um, and they just did a lot of promoting for us. Like they kept posting about it and sharing and talking about how excited they were. And that day alone, that was the day that I knew everything was going to work with this brand because like I said, that's just a big deal. Yeah, that's just a big deal for a small brand. We had like 500 followers at the time. Um, and that just, that like, I don't know how, how else to say it. It's just a big deal when you have a small brand to be able to do that um, and not have to run ads or not have to pay influencers or, you know, that's just a lot of people, they pay influencers and they still don't get that kind of return. So Right. So yeah, and then everything has been consistent since then. So I was really pleased about that. That's awesome. Congratulations. Cause I mean you're the first person Thank that you. who's like started their business and COVID was happening and um that's awesome. Yeah, and I always say to like put things into perspective for people, just to do ten K because a lot of people like to say they want to do ten K in a month. Mm-hmm. Just to do ten K in a month, you only have to make three hundred and thirty three dollars a day. So for us to go over that the first day, we were very pleased. Right. Um, and just to see, like, even since then, our average order value has gone way up. Like, people, I don't know what it is, and I think it's just maybe because of the time, but someone could come to our store and order a $30 product, and then they'll put on a $20 tip. Like, that's how people mm-hmm. are doing now. Wow. And it's just really amazing to see the amount of support that people are giving us. That's absolutely amazing. And I do want to, you know, put a plug out there. When I saw that you, you know, did sheet masks, I was like, oh, okay. Like, <laughs> everybody loves to sheet masks. Yes, we do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, that's For really sure. dope. Um, Thank so, yeah, you. congrats on that. Um, so, you also do courses. Um, you have a, an entire community where you teach, you know, women entrepreneurs. Um, tips and, you know, give them guidance on different things that they can incorporate in order to build their brands. So, you know, what, first, what got you into that? And then, you know, also, what is your process for coming up with courses and tips and things like that? Yeah, so, okay, so it kind of goes back to what I was saying about, um, you know, about me losing my job. So, <laughs> so, um, and that day was so pivotal for me because I feel like so many things in my life just shifted all at once. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will probably never forget that day, but, um, it was supposed to be a really great day. And then suddenly I, I had a job where I did social media. And so, um, it was like for a company where we were, they, they did, um, apartment leasing. And, um, so basically, I would go from apartment complex to apartment complex and get it. I would get content. And so my boss told me, she's like, Hey, you know, when you're done, 
um, getting content, which was so shady. She was like, when you're done getting content, come back to my place. Okay. And so I go to her apartment and she fires me at her apartment, which was so unprofessional. Um, Yes. Yes, girl. So, (laughs) (laughs) so, um, so, and, and that's another thing, like with my last brand too, I got fired for having that brand because um, I was in the makeup department at Nordstrom and I loved that job. I really did because I just mm-hmm. like people and I like helping and teaching and I really got to teach while I was putting makeup on people and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but they fired me for having my other brand because they found out, somebody told, I guess they found me online, mm-hmm. they told on me and then my yeah, my boss was like, hey, so what's, what is so Lux? Tell me about that. And I was like, oh, my God, and she fired me. So, <laughs> what's so, I know, just foolishness. So I was like, you know what? The first time, that's when I was like, I have to make this business work if I'm getting fired for this. And then the second time, I was like, okay, well, maybe working is not for me. So <laughs> I was like, I was like okay, God's trying to tell me something. Um, mm-hmm. And my boyfriend, he was like, he was like, what are you going to do? And he was like, whatever you want to do, I'll support you. But like, what, what do you want to do now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just like, I, I don't know. Like I was, cause I was just in shock that I even got fired that day. It was just <laughs> a lot. So uh, <laughs> to get fired at her apartment, I was like, did that just happen? But that's when I was like, okay, I feel like I need to teach because that's a gift that God has given me. And I've mm-hmm. always been doing that. Like, I've always taught people. Um, God's always put me in positions to teach others and lead others. And so I was like, I need, I feel like I just need to teach. I feel like that's what God's putting on my heart at this moment. Uh, and at the time, I thought, oh, let me do a membership, right? Mm-hmm. But um, I I realized later, I was like, okay, that's not the right option. But either way, I knew I wanted to teach. And so... Um, I, I wasn't sure what I should teach at the time, who I should teach, but I knew I was going to do that. And so by January, I figured out, okay, this is what I'm going to teach, which was how to be, how to grow your business, you know, if you do fashion or beauty businesses. And then at that time, I was just putting out digital products because, like, not clearly, of course, it's digital, but I was doing, like, um, ebooks and stuff like that. And that because that's what people were doing. So I was like, okay, maybe I just need to follow the wave and do what works. And so, yeah. And that was mistake number one. I was like, okay, this is whack. This is not going to be what I need to replace my income right now. Um, <laughs> selling a ten dollar ebook. So, <laughs> so I was like, okay, let me switch things up. So um, I decided to do a course. And I, when I originally did the course. I, I was, I don't know, it just didn't sit right with me at first. I was like, why am I doing this? I don't want to do a course. I hate this. And then I fell in love with it. I really did. I fell in love with it, and it became one of the best decisions I've ever done. Um, it's so scalable, number one, because I can do, I can teach something once and then, you know, put it on autopilot and sell it on autopilot. And yep. that's what I, I really needed. Yeah, with, you know, having a product-based business, there's so many things to it and I needed mm-hmm. that extra freedom so having the having the courses really helped me um, to get to that place to have that extra time that I needed but of course the first half of the year regardless of me launching these courses because I recently launched these courses but it's okay. been a lot of me developing the curriculum and building up my audience and stuff because even though I had an audience they didn't care about me being a 
an entrepreneur because I hadn't right. built them to care about that, you know? Right. So I had to really transition them and get new followers. So it was just a lot of building. And so I feel like I'm finally at that place where I can step back and scale it, you know? And YouTube, I will, I will say that YouTube is probably one of the biggest reasons that I've been able to do well because um, I don't have a huge audience over there, but mm-hmm. I will preach this till the day I die. It doesn't matter if you have 100 followers over there. If you can get them to pay attention, those people convert so, so well. Um, and I – and I'm so happy that last year I made that decision to really document the process of me starting my brand because that helped me so much with not only gaining customers for pivot, but gaining customers, um, you know, for my courses and stuff. And those people is so crazy because I only have like 3000 followers over there, but they will literally find, find me um, on Instagram and anywhere else, and then they will buy every single thing that I sell. It's so crazy. They will literally buy every single course, every <laughs> single thing. And no, it is the best thing ever because I don't have to try as hard to convince them of my value. They see it and they understand it because they resonate with what I've already put out, you know? And so um, I just absolutely love it. And that's what I'm going to be focusing on for the rest of the year is just really building up that platform and getting back over there because that is really what helped me get to this place, you know, with my products and stuff like that. The compounded just benefit of having different platforms is immeasurable, you know, like I, I yeah. And that's something that, you know, Bray and I (laughs) need to do better at because, (laughs) you know, we'll sit and we'll do all of these things for the podcast, all of the marketing. We even have something else that we're building and working on coming out with. And then sometimes we don't document it. And it's like, well, people want to see what the journey was and that'll, you Mm -hmm. know, have them invest in you more. Right. No, it makes a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's yeah. a really that's a really good tip. So, um, you know, for ladies who are looking to start their own business, uh, what is what would you say is the most essential component to starting their own business? So, when it comes to starting your business, I think there are a few factors. I think you need to one actually really evaluate how committed you are and how much time you're willing to invest because. Mm-hmm you really need to set this up in a way that can ensure you that you'll get the most out of it and you'll make, um, you know, you'll have as much success as you want. So I think um, understanding how much time you're willing to invest, that's a huge, huge part of um, you deciding like, okay, do I want to ship all the stuff myself? Do I want to have somebody else ship it and send it to a fulfillment center? Do I want to drop ship it? You know, those are big factors because this is like, truly a commitment. (laughs) Um, And then I think another good thing is um, actually taking the time to put systems in place. Um, And that's something that I really am big on. And I teach a lot about that in my courses, but having systems in place, not only does it help you be more efficient and it helps you save time, but it also helps you to actually stop losing out on money. So a lot of us forget that when you're buying from people, Um, and I always tell people to think of themselves in their own buying habits, but when you buy from somebody, unless they're selling something that you've literally been looking for, like for days, um, you're not going to be ready to buy right away, you know, and that's just what it is. 
And so it, it takes you a while. So, there, But there are a lot of things that can keep you from buying. You can get distracted. You can forget the name of whoever it was that you were trying to buy from. Um, you might need to see more proof. You might need to see reviews. Um, but if you have, like, some systems in place or a funnel in place, you can just have all of that automated to where you're effectively getting back in front of those people consistently uh, and you're able to convince them of, you know, convince them that they should buy from you and overcome all of the objections that they might have. And then that will help you stop losing out on so much money because a lot of us were interested in things, but we just forget about them or, you know, we get distracted. So I think that's super right. important. Um, and just thinking through all of those things and figuring out ways to like automate some stuff or put strategies in place, running ads, you know, whatever you need to do so that you can get um, convert some of those people and warm them up more over time. Um, so, yeah, so I think one of the biggest things, though, is um, something that because I actually tried the membership idea for like mm -hmm. a few months and I just had to shut it down because it was a lot for me to manage on my own. But while I did that membership, one of the greatest things that I noticed was that um, people, their their growth was accelerated because of the accountability and because of the community. So when you're able to connect with others that are doing what you're doing and you feel motivated by that and you feel like you're not alone and you feel like you have people that you can lean on for support um, and then just having that accountability, knowing that I would check in on them and knowing that I was going to make sure, you know, that they get the support that they need, that alone was just it pushed them to actually take more action. And so mm -hmm. I think that a lot of us, we sit on stuff for so long or we just go back and forth and we come up with excuses as to why we haven't done X, Y, and Z. But just mm -hmm. having, um, just finding a space where you can be accountable to somebody and also have that support, that is going to help you a whole, whole lot. Absolutely. Right. You know, um, is there anything that you wish you knew when you first started your business? Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, <laughs> I wish I knew that making sales fell on me. Like it's, it's all up to me. Um, right. cause I think that a lot of times, yeah, I think a lot of times we always say or think that like, oh, if I pay an influencer or send them something, it's their job to send me traffic. And, oh, and then if it, if it doesn't work out the way you wanted it to, suddenly mm -hmm. it's all them or the bad experience is their fault or whatever, or, um, you know, whatever you decide to do, you, we always come up with reasons as to why that was the problem was the strategy or the problem was that person or whatever. Yeah. We'd never think, okay, it's falling on me and it's my job regardless to get the sale. Um, and right. so once I actually, yeah, once I actually changed my perspective and just realized that I was able to take more accountability and say, okay, you know what? It's actually my job regardless. So if that influencer sent me a bunch of traffic, and then none of them bought, that's actually my fault. And there's a reason. There's something actually that's um, stopping them from deciding to buy, and I need to figure out what that is. Um, mm -hmm. So one, it could be that I partnered with the wrong influencer. So that still falls, falls back on me because their audience might not be my audience. Or there could be something wrong on my website, and I need to fix that, you know? <laughs> so mm -hmm. there's just a lot of um, accountability that needs to be taken when it comes to running a business. And you need to understand that at the end of the day, you had to make a better decision in order to see the result that you wanted. Um, and I think the other thing is just being okay with, with being um, 
with with actually admitting that you don't know like like i i feel like i used to have a lot of pride and like you know because people would see what i did Mm -hmm. girl yes (laughs) (laughs) because people would see what i was doing and they'd think oh it looks great so it must be doing well so whenever somebody would ask about my business, they'd be like, oh, how is everything going? And I'd be like, it goes great. And it's not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or I'd see somebody and they'd, have, they'd be selling a course or selling information or something that I probably needed. And I would buy it because I'd be like, you know what? I'm over here and I think and I'm trying to act like everything's great. So if I buy that, then that means I'm not doing good. So I can't buy that. Mm-hmm. And that's just so stupid. Like. Number one, they don't care. They don't know me. So, like, what? (laughs) Just in your own head. Right. Right. Like, just chill out. But, yeah, it's okay to accept help, and it's okay to actually admit that you need to learn. Um, Even Mm -hmm. if you feel like you've done a good job of putting something together, you always need to learn something new to get to that next level. And everybody that's doing really, really well, they all have mentors or they're all friends with each other and they help each other in the areas that they're weak in. And I think that's one of the biggest things I, cause I've been able to witness it now and see mm-hmm. um, and maneuver in those spaces. And I'm like, Oh, that's why they're doing so well because they actually have mentors and they have people um, in their life mm-hmm. that are on the level that they want to be on. And their circle looks a lot different than mine. So I need mm-hmm. to, I need to change all that and just get over my own pride and be able to, be able to ask for help or find the help that I need um, so that I can get to that next level. Yes, girl. I, that entrepreneurial entrepreneurial pride is girl. definitely a killer. <laughs> definitely. Yes. A killer. And, uh, and I like what you had mentioned earlier about just having the structures in place and, you know, not being afraid to step out and be like, listen, there's something that I'm not doing right. Because I know like, Shay and I being on this journey, we've experienced that where, you know, we think that we're doing everything right and then nobody's buying or nobody's doing this. We're like, well, why, why don't they like it? What's the matter? It's like, well, is it us? Is it our marketing? Is it because we're not consistent? Um, Sometimes you really just have to take a step back and look at your business if, you know, you want to grow. Um, So, you know, you have these courses. I saw that, um, your boss up your brand course, your enrollment has closed. Um, but mm-hmm. I did, you know, want to take the time to ask, first of all, what's coming up for you? What's next? Um, are there any new products that you're looking to roll out with Pivot? Yes, girl. Um, I feel like I am in a stage where I'm not, I'm, I'm trying not to launch anything else when it mm-hmm. comes to my Donnie Brown brand. Because okay. um, I I get I get in this um, state of mind where I just like to be busy and like that doesn't mean that you're doing better you're just busy so I want to train myself at this time in my life to be okay with doing less less still making more um, and okay. so yeah so right now I'm like actually focusing on a lot of personal development stuff like I'm trying to learn how to trade and I'm trying to learn <laughs> just a bunch of other stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But my my courses, I probably will open Boss Up Your Brand um, later this year up for enrollment again. Um, and then right now, of course, my other mini course, Sellout Secrets, that's open whenever. So if you ever want to learn from me, you can always begin there. And that's just a course on how to sell out. Or if you just don't really, um, you feel like you're just not doing well when it comes to sales, 
it really does teach you how to sell better overall. Um, but you can also use a strategy to just sell out of, of your products really quickly because I know that's the thing right now. Everybody wants to be able to say they sold out. So, <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, and I, yeah, and I love to teach long-term strategy, but that's what people wanted. So I was like, you know what, here you go. Here's your strategy. <laughs> and it works. Like one of my students, she has a really small brand, but she sold out um, within six hours of launching her stuff. So she did really well, but yeah. Awesome. So if you want to take that, you can do that. But also your brand is like my signature program. And that's where I really teach you like a high level strategy that'll help you have longevity and help you actually grow consistently um, and be able to decide and predict what you're going to make in your business and um, really know how to get there every single time, like consistently reach your goals. And so I actually show you how to set up a funnel and this funnel is actually so in depth. Like it's not just emails. It's not just social media. Like it's all parts of it. Like you we go over your emails, website, um, and your social media and some ads. And we just really go in, into detail about how to automate things and how to put sequences in place so that you can actually begin converting at a higher level with your customers. Um, and, and also just making sure that you don't miss out on money. Um, and it just helps. And everybody that's taken it, they have been like just completely blown away because it's stuff that you don't even know that you need to know. Like it's one of those strategies that's like, so like beyond what you even think you need to search online, you know, when you're on YouTube yeah. searching for stuff, mm -hmm. these are the things you don't know to search for, but it's what all the big brands are doing. And that's what's helping them consistently get to the next level. So I absolutely love that course. It's like my favorite thing to teach. Um, but yeah, so that's, um, that will probably be open later this year again. Um, and then outside of that, I am working on like a physical product for Donnie Brown, but that won't be out till next year. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm excited about that though. Yeah. And then um, as far as pivot, now that is going to be like my biggest focus for the mm -hmm. rest of the year. So I'm doing, um, we're putting out a face wash and a toner, and that's going to finish out like the basic, um, like our first official line of skincare because um, we have our serum which is like our signature product right now and then we have our sheet mask um, and then the glow drop but those are seasonal so going into the fall we'll be yeah going into the fall we'll have those two things and then we might have one other product I'm trying to decide if I want to release it but probably so and then um, at the beginning of next year we will be focusing on putting out some things that help with your periods because that's a big thing that I've been wanting to get into. I mean, that was a big reason why I chose to have CBD and the products was because I personally, um, I have endometriosis. And so my periods have always been terrible and I've always turned to CBD to help me with a lot of the symptoms I've had. And so I wanted to be able to, you know, bring a CBD product that was for menstrual wellness um, to the market that was specifically for women of color. So yeah. we will be um, diving into that too. <laughs> That's exciting. I saw you collab with Berion and we had interviewed her like when we first, first started our podcast. Yes. So that's really exciting. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's she was like cool. our first. Yeah. She was she one was of like our first. first. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> I love her. She, she's taught me so much about my um, period 
Like, I was just like, wow, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she's very well versed. (laughs) Yes. Very. And I love her energy. (laughs) Yes. Absolutely. She's so sweet. So that's really exciting. You have a lot of things coming out. Um, We'll definitely have, you know, that information for our listeners. I mean, you really, it's, it's just very inspiring to hear. And I think, you know, first of all, having a community, building a community really of, you know, women of color who can lean on each other and, um, and, you know, kind of help each other navigate through the process of entrepreneurship and not just entrepreneurship, but also just leveling up in life in general, you know, um, creating that circle where people are trying to go to the same place is very important because I think a lot of us are trying to um, really change our lives. You know, we're trying to yeah. break generational curses. We're trying to figure out ways to support ourselves that will help us and you know generations to come so um I think all of that is amazing to hear and we definitely need that support from each other oh thank you so much so yeah and I like honestly thinking back to myself a year ago I did not I could not have even imagined that I'd be doing the things that I do now or just that I'd be able to impact people and help them you know create that massive shift in their life and I'm just so thankful that people even trust me to help them. So um, the feeling is mutual. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're going to hop into our special segments portion. And that's just where we, you know, ask you a question quickly. You spit fire out an answer. So, um, okay. Are you ready? <laughs> yes, I am. All right. So who is a boss girl who inspires you and why? Ooh, um, Oh gosh. Um, so I would say Erin on demand. She's someone, um, she just came to my mind. Yeah. She's really, really dope. Um, I think she inspires me because one, she's consistent and she kind of operates the way that I would, if I was doing what she was doing, like she's just really like on it. Um, and she's, she's very, she leans into her lane so well. She doesn't try to do what other people are doing. She doesn't try to be anybody but herself. Like she just, she's really good at doing her, like, you know, and so I think that's really good, and she really got, gives some good information, um, especially on YouTube. People recycle stuff so much on YouTube, but she, she gives some really good information in her videos. Yeah, I, yes. we love Erin, another one of our past Girl Boss interviewees. Yes. Her. Oh, that's so dope. Yeah. <laughs> the next one is, what is at least one business tool and or resource that you could not live without, or your businesses could not live without? Oh, okay. I would say, um, uh, okay, Flowdesk or Samcart. I think those two things are really, well, I, okay, I'll say that for my Donnie Brown stuff and my courses. Like, Samcart is so good when it comes to uh, being a checkout system and just getting people to buy things. Um, and Flowdesk is what I do all my emails through for Pivot and Donnie Brown. And I just love it because it's so easy. And if you've never done automations or anything like that, it's the perfect place to get your feet wet and just start playing around and trying to um, create your own workflows. Um, But for Pivot, uh, I would say for Pivot, one of the biggest tools that we use is probably um, Gem Pages. I love telling people about this. So Gem Pages is like um, this tool. It's an app that you can plug into Shopify. 
and you plug it in and you can actually customize your website to be however you want it to be. You don't have to use, you don't have to just stick with the templates that they give you. You can like make whatever. And so I really, really love it. It's so dope. Nice. I, we will have to check, that, to check out. that out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is one word you would use to describe Donnie 15 years from now? Ooh, okay. Um, one word? Jeez. Okay. <laughs> um, I would say, I'm trying to think of a better word for content, but I would say content. Content? That's what I imagine her being. Yeah. No, I think that's a great word. <laughs> yeah. That's what we all strive yeah. for, right? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> If you could use only one self-care item for the rest of your life, which I know is a little dramatic, but what would it be and why? That's extremely dramatic and <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> one thing. Girl, I have a whole self-care brand and you tell me this is one thing. Right. Okay, so, um, okay. Self-care looks like a lot of things for me. So honestly, this is going to sound so weird, but I love candles. So I would say you and Brent. yeah, and honestly, mm -hmm. yeah, we would we would probably sell candles if I can figure out how to make uh, candles with CBD make sense because that just doesn't make sense to me. But mm. <laughs> but we would probably sell candles if that made sense. I mean, I guess I we could it. sell them without CBD, but um, but yeah, I love candles, and that just brings me so much peace when I can just sit and light a candle. Um, mm. It makes me so happy. Yes. Okay. That's a good one. I love candles. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last one, um, are there any books, blogs, or other resources you would recommend to um, budding entrepreneurial? Yes. Um, so there are a lot of people, and that's the thing, I don't, people resonate with me, like the people that resonate with me, they resonate with me, but there are a lot of other people in the space that do so well, and they teach so well. So one girl is marketing by Monray. Um, mm -hmm. She's really, really good at sharing and teaching in a way that makes things like it makes all this marketing jargon, like super easy to understand. I um, mean, she's just fun and a lot of people resonate with her. I think she's a good one. Um, and then beyond that, I would say, um, oh, I would say, I would say watching um, Courtney Adelaide, I think that's how you say her name. She's the one that does the main choice. Um, she does like these little live streams at like six in the morning, seven in the morning. And she gives so much good information. Um, and she calls it her coffee click because she drinks coffee while she's on there. <laughs> yeah, she, she'll sit there and literally answer questions for like an hour and a half and give so much good advice. So I oh, think wow. um, learning from someone that's at her level is good too. So I would go check those two things out. Okay, perfect. That is our last special segment question. Thank you so much for coming on today. Oh, of course. No, thank you for having me. This was so much fun. Seriously, one of the most fun interviews I've done. So we hope you ladies enjoyed our special guest, Donnie. Of course, as usual, we will have all of her information and her links in the description. So be sure to check that out. Can't wait to connect with you ladies soon. Bye. Bye.